Insightful Podcasts by Informative Hosts. Insights into Things, a podcast network. Welcome to Insights into Entertainment, a podcast series taking a deeper look into entertainment and media. Your hosts, Joseph and Michelle Whalen, a husband and wife team of pop culture fanatics, are exploring all things from music and movies to television and fandom. Welcome to Insights and Entertainment. This is episode 86, Disney Takes a Holiday. I'm your host, Joseph Whalen, and my vibrant and inspirational co-host, Michelle Whalen. Hi, everyone. Not so vibrant today? <laughs> Not so vibrant. <laughs> <laughs> but th- thanks. Thanks for the vote of confidence. Well, it's, and it's because we're doing it too soon after lunch. That's what always happens. No, it's because it's cold. It's not too well. It's warm in the studio, though. Right. So maybe I'll 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 wake up. That's, you're like a you're like a lizard. When it gets cold, you just don't do I anything. <laughs> Leota and I were napping. So nice. So we've got a pretty busy show today mm-hmm. uh, in our Disney Detective. We'll talk about California officials taking a trip to Orlando. We'll talk about Animal Kingdom hyenas getting the Disney princess treatment. And a major reorg in Disney mm-hmm. should be interesting. In our Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy, Pedro Pascal himself talks about spending more time on set during season two. Then we'll talk about uh, George Lucas realizing just how bad the holiday special really was. Really? <laughs> and we'll also talk about a new lightsaber coming to... Um, Galaxy's Edge uh, from a popular Star War, recent Star Wars game. Mm-hmm. In our entertainment news, we'll talk about Matt Damon trolling Ben Affleck for losing uh, his job as Batman. <laughs> then we have some Batman news, some good news from the mm-hmm. set of the new movie. And then Adam Sandler comes to our neck of the woods in Philly to shoot a new film. We'll mm-hmm. talk about that as well. Then we'll finish up, as always, with our insightful picks of the week. Ready to get into it? Sure. All right, let's go. Oh, wait, no. Before we do that. No. Uh, before we do, I'm not reading the script. That's my problem. I got to read, I got to stick to the that? script. Before we start, I do have to throw a couple plugs out there and ask folks to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Amazon. And also uh, reach out to us with your feedback. We did get feedback, some actually very pleasant feedback recently from a a viewer named Matt. I wanted to thank him for his uh, input. Shout out to Matt. Shout out to Matt. Uh, You too can get a shout out from (laughs) us if you email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can hit us on Twitter at insightsintothings. Uh, You can also hit us on Facebook at facebook.com slash insightsintothingspodcast. Or you can get all of our social media links on our website at www.insightsintothings.com. Now, we'll get into it. (laughs) 
go for Disney Detective. So a bunch of people from uh, California, state officials, actually made a trip uh, to kind of figure out how things are going in Florida to kind of get an idea about what they can do, obviously, in in California. Um, so, you know, in a statement, they said, um, you know, we're grateful for the opportunity to share our enhanced health and safety protocols with state officials, including representatives from GoBiz and the California Department of Health earlier this week. We hope this brings us closer to a positive resolution on behalf of the entire industry. Obviously, we know all of the theme parks in California still remain closed and, you know, they're they're trying to obviously, you know, come together, you know, with all of this. And then, of course, unfortunately, the news that came out not that long, uh, uh, just a couple of weeks ago was that, you know, more employees from the Disney uh, parks were going to be uh, were let go Um also, not only in California, but also in, in Florida, because they're obviously not open to, you know, 100%, you know, capacity. So, you know, it, it's kind of going in, in the right direction, I guess. Um, you know, but the other thing, too, is that, you know, no known cases of COVID-19 have been linked to any of the Florida parks. So, obviously, everything that they're doing, all the safety measures are working, so hopefully, you know, this could be some good news, you know, again, still no dates, you know, at this point, you know, we're what, the middle of October, I'm not thinking the, the parks are probably going to open until, you know, January at this point, I'm, I'm thinking they're not even going to be, you know, but I don't know, because they, you know, they have been showing pictures, um, you know, from what people can see that go to um, Disney Springs, in in California that they have safety you know uh, plexiglass up in in various you know so the the park looks like it's ready uh to open i just don't know how quickly they'd be able to to turn around uh you know and open up right off the bat so so i'm curious what actually spawned the trip was this a fact finding trip from the officials in california or was this an invitation from the parks I'm not sure because there were Orlando. a couple of different um you know uh um invite uh couple of different articles that that talked about them coming to to see so it might have been like a fact finding like hey let's see what they're doing and and see you know how it's going but obviously the governor of california is taking things very seriously and you know doesn't want to just open things up just for yeah. the sake of opening them up so well, that's probably the smart thing to do mm -hmm. tell us about the hyenas getting the <laughs> disney princess treatment so this was actually going to be one of my insightful picks you know at at some point but this was a cute little article that that came out so there's a, a cute show um, little documentary on uh, Disney Plus. It's narrated by Josh Gad, um, and they do behind the scenes um, uh, stories about Disney's Animal Kingdom. So if it's something where you've gone to the park and you've seen some of the animals, you don't really understand how much work is involved with these animals, and and the show really gives you that you know, a, a better appreciation, actually, for the park. I know, you know, 
a lot of people, it's like their favorite park. I know for us, it's our least favorite park. Um, but after watching this documentary, it kind of makes me want to go and visit the park now. Um, you get to uh, know about the, the different zookeepers and the different animals and all uh, that goes into taking care of the animals. So in this episode that that's in this article, it talks about how the hyenas get like a bubble bath and they get like this princess treatment and, um, you know, kind of get like a little makeover and, and whatnot. Um, Maddie and I actually watch, uh, watch the show. It comes out every Friday. Um, Disney obviously doesn't drop all of their episodes all at once. So every Friday, a new episode comes up. Um, last week, the episode, um, they had a baby zebra that was born and, you know, it was the, you know, one of the first baby zebras, you know, born to the park in, in so many years. And, um, you know, so they have all these different tidbits about, you know, different animals and certain animals that you don't even know about that are there and, and what it takes to, you know, take care of them. Uh, the one episode, there was a man at, uh, a manatee and he had an infection on his his flipper because he had actually been injured and that's how he actually came um he's not at animal kingdom he's actually in epcot at the living seas and they had to take him over to animal kingdom to get an mri and just the <laughs> the amount of effort it took to get him because you can't just like wheel him out the front door they actually had to take him from the roof and a big giant crane to get this, you know, big giant manatee on a truck over to Animal Kingdom. And then he was too big and too heavy for the table. <laughs> so they had to do all these other things to to get, you know, his, his x-rays done. Fortunately, everything was okay. No issues. And, you know, and then, of course, bringing him back bringing him back, you know, through the roof and everything. So it really gives you an appreciation for, you know, all the work that they do there. And obviously with the park, you know, when the park was closed, the animals were still there. The animals still needed, you know, to be tended to. So it's a, it's a nice, uh, you know, family show to, to watch, um, you know, to, to see a different side of, of Disney. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of, kind of interesting because we don't when we look at the parks we look at you know what's in it for us what's fun for us mm -hmm. what's going to keep us occupied right and we've always found that animal kingdom just didn't have all of the things to keep us going mm -hmm. that magic kingdom or right. studios or whatever would would typically have but a lot of these things here it's nice that they're doing these programs because you don't see these things right when you're at the park, mm -hmm. you know, you don't see all the good that they do, all mm -hmm. the animals that they take care of right. and, and all the science that they do. Mm -hmm. um, so kudos to Disney for actually putting the program together to mm -hmm. highlight some of the efforts that, yeah. they, that yeah. they do. So let's talk about a major reorg at Disney. So streaming has always been a big part of Disney's next phase, but now it's clear that Disney Plus is truly the company's future. So Disney announced a strategic restructuring of its media and entertainment divisions the other day that re, uh, that positions the company, uh, to a more aggressive, to more aggressively meet its audience where they are, which is at home 
using the streaming services and dealing um, with movies and also uh, the different television shows. So this was news that, that came out, like I said, earlier this week. And basically talking about a whole restructuring of where things are. And, um, you know, the CEO basically said the goal is to empower the individual studio and network chiefs to decide um, where their programming should go, as opposed to having it predetermined that a movie is destined to it to go to theater and that a TV show should go to ABC. Now they're they're putting, obviously, a lot more emphasis on... The, the streaming aspect of it. Um, you know, we talked yes, uh, not yesterday, last week about the new Pixar movie that was supposed to come out in theaters now going to be, uh, streamed on, on Disney plus. Um, you know, so they're, they're putting, you know, they're, they're kind of readjusting things because again, the majority of people are home. Not that many people feel comfortable going, you know, to the theater now. So they're kind of realizing, you know, where they can make, where they're making money right now. And obviously streaming is, um, you know, where a lot of it is coming from now, because again, not many people are going to the parks, even though some of the parks are open. So kind of reorganizing, re-energizing, um, you know, everything and, and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Cause obviously it's, it's, going better than they thought that was one of the things we talked about um you know the the amount of subscribers that they have you know they've you know got to a point where they thought they'd be in a couple of years already now and again probably because of the pandemic and everybody's home hey let's you know put you know more you know more into it the other thing too is um what the article talked about is that also Disney Plus gives them a good platform for movies that would normally go out into the theaters and probably wouldn't have a very good run, but are good movies. It's just they're not the commercial success, you know, that you'd have for, you know, a Marvel movie. But that with Disney Plus, they'll actually probably get more views for these movies than if they... Um, you know, what a regular theatrical release for it. So, well, and you know, Disney is the, probably the single one organization out there that I would expect to be the first and the smartest to make this t- type of decision. Mm-hmm. Um, from a media standpoint, they really have their finger on the pulse of their audience. They know what their audience wants. They know how best to deliver to their audience, and they're smart enough to make these management changes here Mm -hmm. to give their media personnel the ability to make those decisions and streamline the process. Mm -hmm. Um, They've done, I think, an outstanding job since the launch of Disney Plus. You know, couple couple hiccups when it first launched with capacity. Right. Um, But I think that was mainly because they did not anticipate being as successful as they were. Right. Um, I don't think anyone did. Right. Uh, but they adjusted to that. They mm-hmm. got everything straightened out. And now they're flooding their streaming service with mm-hmm. new content. When you see other providers like Apple Plus, right. you know, they, I just got a notification that my Apple Plus subscription was extended to February. Oh, goody. That's great. But you still got nothing you for me to watch. You still got nothing for me to watch. So right. it doesn't do me any good. Right. And that's the thing is because obviously we know we're 
big cons- you know uh, consumers of Disney Plus. Right. You know, besides the you know uh, the Star Wars stuff and the Mandalorian stuff. Um, you know, Maddie and I. You know, four times a week, five times a week, we're watching something from Disney Plus. My insightful we, pick this week is from Disney Plus, and it's not Star Wars. Right. Um, you know, Maddie and I went through pretty much every Disney movie. We went in, you know, first we started watching, you know, just Pixar and then whatever. And then we actually went in um, age order. So that was a nice little feature. You could, you know, they had the movies in, in order. And then once we kind of got through them, then it was like, oh, now all of those movies movies that were direct to DVD, you know, sequels of things. Oh, never saw this one before. And, yeah. you know, so, and there are movies, like I said, that, you know, I've never even, you know, seen before. And now all of a sudden popping up and now we're, we're starting to watch some of the live action, um, movies and, and things like that. And it was like, Oh, look, here's and another new thing. movie like, for Disney's, us to watch. One of Disney's biggest pluses, no pun intended. Mm-hmm is their back catalog. Right. But this decision here indicates that they're not just relying on their back catalog. Right, exactly. You know, they are prepping for the future of mm-hmm. Disney Plus is going to be our at-home theater. Right. What are we going to give you for that? There's going to be a stream of things that are going to come out for mm-hmm. that. And you're going to – it sounds like you're going to have a class of right. entertainment that that's going to be your outlet. Mm-hmm. We'll still have theatrical releases. You'll still go to the movies to see Avengers. Right. And Star Wars. Right. You know, the main movies. But we have an entire set of material that we can give you at home. And, right. And they're going to do that. Right. Like documentaries that normally most people don't see or go to the movies to see. Here's a perfect outlet, yep. you know, for them. So looking forward to it. Good for them. And that was all we had for our Disney detective mm-hmm. this week. We'll be back in a minute with our Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy. For over seven years, the Second Sith Empire has been the premier community guild in the online game Star Wars The Old Republic. With hundreds of friendly and helpful active members, a weekly schedule of nightly events, annual guild meet and greets, and an active community both on the web and on Discord. The Second Sith Empire is more than your typical gaming group. We're family. Join us on the Starforge server for nightly events such as operations, flashpoints, world boss hunts, Star Wars trivia, Guild Lottery, and much more. Visit us on the web today at www.thesecondsithempire.com. Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy. Pew, pew. Sorry, it's... just makes me laugh that's all so obviously star wars fans we are mere weeks away from getting season two of star wars the mandalorian uh there were there was a new tv spot uh that came up with new footage that was released plenty of exciting you know casting rumors obviously that we've been um 
you know, talking about for, for a while now. Um, obviously, Pedro Pascal stars in uh, the series, um, and he was recently um, talking in an interview with uh, Variety where he actually confirmed that he was on set more for the second season. Uh, he said for, uh, they said for se- season two, Pascal says that he was on set far more, though he still set out many of Mando's stunts, um, Variety revealed. The site points out that some actors would have walked away from a role that was so constricting, citing how odd would it have been if Robert Downey Jr. only portrayed Iron Man while in the suit. Um, he said if there, were more than just a couple of pages of a one-on-one scene, I did feel uneasy about not, in some instances, being able to totally author that, Pascal explained about playing the role. But it was so easy in such a sort of practical and unexciting way for it to uh, be up to them. Uh, when you're dealing with a franchise as large as this, you're such a passenger to however they are going to carve it out. It's just so specific it's Star Wars. So good to see that he's kind of coming, you know, forward about everything that we've been, you know, hearing back and forth with the rumors, you know, that he got pissed off and, you know, didn't want to do anything. So, yeah. And, you know, we kind of thought that those rumors were not particularly holding water very well. Right, right. And and like I said, you know, there's probably some truth to some of what mm-hmm. came out of that. And, you know, I'm sure he's got concerns that, you know, he's an actor. It's going to hurt his career if he's not eligible for, right. you know, an Emmy for right, a show right. that's probably one of the best shows out there right now. Yeah. So, yeah, legitimate concerns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh sounds like it was all water under the bridge at this point yeah and speaking of the emmys uh they were nominated for 15 this past season and they actually won seven out of the 15 of course they were um they were all the technical ones but still hey seven seven emmys for a freshman show that's you know only what eight episodes long yeah not not too not too shabby not too shabby yeah so let's talk about that holiday special we all know and love (laughs) So recently, uh, Mark Hamill was being interviewed. Um, they were doing a, a, a streaming event. Uh, it was the dean of the University of Southern California's um, School of Communication and Journalism that had an event um, uh, earlier this week. And of course, you know, one of the things that every now and then comes up is, hey, how about that holiday special? So obviously, the infamous 1978 special only aired once on CBS and was never released on video, even though obviously there are copies of it uh, available out there. Um, and obviously, Disney Plus isn't planning on on streaming it anytime soon. Um, it was supposed to be about Chewbacca's journey home to spend uh, a Wookiee holiday with his family and there were celebrity cameos and different segments, um, which made little sense. And obviously, to anybody that's ever watched it, kind of painful to, to go through. So Hamill said that he actually almost didn't take part in the special because he just knew how bad it was. He said, when I read the script, he said, I'm not doing this. 
Um, but what changed his mind? Obviously, it was George Lucas and merchandising. So he had said, uh, so in the interview, he, he said that George, you know, called to me and said, please do this. You've got to remember, this is Christmas of 1978, a year and a half after Star Wars A New Hope had come out. And George had called him and said, listen, I heard you don't want to do this. And and Mark was like, well, it's terrible. It's not Star Wars. It's like a Bob Hope special. <laughs> and when you think about it, yeah, it, it really kind of was and not even a very good one. And uh, so he said, well, we really need to do this for the merchandisers to keep the product alive in people's minds. So just do me a favor. Do this for me. And he said, of course, it's George. How do I, I not do it? Um, so obviously, you know, he was part of it. Um, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher also make, you know, brief cameos at the end of it. And then he just said that, you know, George basically was never able to live it down. Like he said, if he could find every copy that there was of this and smash it with a hammer, <laughs> that would, you know, make his day. Um, you know, it, it, it was kind of the, the point where, you know, George kind of realized everybody makes a mistake <laughs> and just didn't want to, you know, live it down. And obviously, you know, um, not to get political, but during the first uh, presidential debate, Mark Hamill actually tweeted out about it, saying that this debate was the worst thing that I've ever seen, and I was in the Star Wars holiday special. <laughs> nice. Very nice. <laughs> so, but we are supposed to be getting a new holiday you know special um you know this holiday season on disney plus so hopefully it, it won't be <laughs> i doubt that will have people forget about the original holiday yeah special. yeah that that's you know it's you know what it's worth a watch oh absolutely it's, as a kid i thought it was the greatest thing since sliced bread i i never remembered um, seeing it as a kid so. i remember that and i remember the ewok series and all the other stuff that they came out with to try to keep the whole franchise right, going right. but um you know you stick a, a seven foot tall wookie in a red dress and what i mean how can you not enjoy that really <laughs> I remember when we, you know, cause I, cause I ended up getting you the DVD, one of, for one of our, our first holidays or something together. You know, I got the, the bootleg copy of it. I remember watching it and the one like song with, what was it? Diane Carroll or something, I think. And I was just like, what is this? Well, you know, you get the first appearance of Boba Fett. True. There are you get B. Arthur. <laughs> right and you know, art carney art carney uh <laughs> harvey corman's in there right, right. yeah right. it's it's definitely one of those wow you get you 30 know. minutes of wookie dialogue without subtitles <laughs> just a bunch just a bunch <laughs> of people in gorilla costumes <laughs> grunting at each other <sighs> yeah good yeah, times that's good times. that was some difficult dialogue to write <laughs> Anyway, uh, let's talk about uh, a new lightsaber that we can get at Disney. God knows we don't have enough of them in our house. One day we'll actually give a tour of all of uh, your 
your lightsabers. So one of the uh, most popular modern lightsabers is coming to a galaxy near you or galaxy's edge. Not far, edge. far away? Yeah, far, far away. Um, so following a challenge that was on the Disney Parks blog, which we talked about a couple of weeks ago, the Jedi weapon of Cal Kistic? Kestis. Kestic? Sure. Kestis. 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 Cal Kestis. That one. Um, <sighs> the Padawan survivor it's of pronounced orders. how it's spelled. Okay, whatever. Stop making fun of me. <laughs> um, so, he... he Hey, yes. he? Okay. He, it's a he. Okay. He's the Padawan survivor of Order 66 and the starring hero of 2019's critically acclaimed Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order video game. And now you'll be able to get his lightsaber along with obviously all the other lightsabers that they sell at Doc Ondor's Den of Antiquities in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge later next year. Cal's will be the first lightsaber offered at Doc's to have originated from a video game and joins other iconic legendary lightsabers, including Luke Skywalker, Rey, Darth Vader, and more. Uh, in the collection. So that was kind of cool because they, they had people voting on it and, and it actually does look like a pretty badass, uh, lightsaber. Yeah. It's, if I it's, do say so it's myself. pretty cool. I mean, they've got a diagram up on the website mm-hmm. there. It's a battle damage one that he right, has. And, right. Uh, it's one that in the game you actually go around and, and find the pieces of it to, to oh, sort of upgrade okay. it and put it together and stuff like that. Cool. So I haven't finished the game, but, uh, you know, I've played enough of it to, okay. to have seen the lightsaber. So hopefully that'll be, you know, something eventually we'll get back down there. and uh... We will eventually get back down there. <laughs> there are a number of things that I need to purchase again. Right, so. exactly. <laughs> Still need to make another lightsaber down there with the horn on the end. Right, so. right, right. There's lots of money to be spent yet down there. Absolutely. I have no doubt. Nope. What are you doing this weekend? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We, they they did start doing the uh, the lightsaber builds again. Yeah. Down. Uh, oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, that was nice. something that just started back up. But it looks kind of funny because there was a video that somebody had posted because they have the plexiglass up and and the person that that's helping to uh, have you build it. He's wearing the face shield. Oh. So looks looks a little different from when we were there last. Yeah, you know, that. December, but still cool. So that was all we had for Tales from the Edge of the Galaxy. Pew, pew. Uh, We'll be right back with our entertainment news of the week. Insights into Teens, a podcast series exploring the issues and challenges of today's youth. Talking to real teens about real teen problems. Explore issues from braces to puberty, social anxiety to financial responsibility. Each week, we talk about the topics concerning today's youth. We look at how the issues affect teens, how to cope with these issues, and how parents, friends, and loved ones can help teens handle these challenges. Check out our video episodes on youtube.com backslash insights into things. 
Catch our audio versions on podcast.insightsintoteens.com or on the web at insightsintothings.com. Go for entertainment news. Pew, pew, pew. Yeah, no sound effect. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. We'll work on that for next time. So longtime friends and co-stars Matt Damon and Ben Affleck appeared in a new video for Oma for an Oma's uh, campaign where a lucky winner would be flown to Los Angeles and get to hang out with the Oscar winners, obviously, once it's safe. Um, and in the video, Affleck and, and Damon are, you know, basically talking back and forth, trying to, you know, s- you know, spice things up for their cell. So, of course... You know, Affleck, you know, asked Damon to say things like, you know, come and see Jason Bourne and, and Batman. And then, of course, Damon responds, oh, Robert Pattinson's coming. You know, and then, of course, he follows up with, you know, dude, Pattinson took your job. Um, so it's, it's kind of cute how they, you know, go back and forth about it. Um, but it does seem that Ben Affleck will wear the cowl again in some new footage for of his appearance as Batman um, in Zack Snyder's Justice, Justice League. Um, the four-hour-long director's cut of the film is scheduled to arrive on HBO Max sometime next year. Um, and then, obviously, in other Batman news with Robert uh, Pattinson, obviously, we had reported um, about a month ago that he had tested positive for COVID and that had actually put the production of the Batman movie on hold. And now it seems that they have actually started filming again. Um, there were some uh, production stills that, that came out. Um, recently, uh, from the movie set. So now, you know, things seem to be slowly coming back up with that. Um, obviously now we're going to have to wait a little bit longer because the release date for that movie got pushed out to now, uh, March 4th of 2022. So we got, we got a bit of a while, uh, before we can see the Batman. So, but good to hear that they're, you know, back in in production for it so that is good yeah it's good to hear that he's well and and we didn't have any major health scares mm-hmm. you know involved there because you know everyone and their brothers getting covid these days yep. and a lot of people are not faring well with it no not at all so adam sandler's going to be in our backyard yeah he's actually uh been here for for a little bit so adam sandler is actually in philly where he is filming a um a new netflix movie called hustle and it's the first major production in the city since covid um you know reared its ugly head um so sandler has filmed uh scenes along market street um has also been spotted you know shopping in some of uh, the local stores eating in some of the restaurants um so in this movie um sandler plays a um 
<coughs> excuse me, a basketball scout who has been unjustifiably fired from his position, according to Variety. Uh, Sandler's character discovers a once in a lifetime player, um, and brings him to the States in hopes of training him for the NBA. Um, so they have a whole bunch of different NBA players, uh, past and present who kind of make little cameos, uh, throughout the movie. But what was cool was that, you know, he's, been seen, you know, staying here as well. Uh, one of the cool things was that he actually ended up going to a local, uh, music store and bought two guitars. Um, he, there was some music he wanted to, to write that night and he didn't have a guitar with him. So he, you know, went and, and bought a guitar. One of the local ice cream shops, uh, he went and, and visited and, you know, a couple of people, stopped and got photos with him and of course he you know went to pat's to get a, a cheesesteak so kind of cool that he's you know in the area for for a little bit cool well it's always good to have a celebrity in town once in a while mm -hmm. i think the last big celebrity thing we had was when uh sylvester stallone and dolph Lundgren were in town filming for uh the latest uh Creed movie. Oh, right, right. They were they were actually at, over at the art museum, as a matter of fact, right. and people were taking pictures of them. So yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah, kind of cool. Nice. And that was all we had for entertainment mm -hmm. news. Yeah, unless we wanted to briefly talk about Comic Con, you can briefly talk about it. Sure. So, um, I don't have any slides though. Right. Yeah, it's fine. So, New York Comic Con was was last weekend. Um, you know, everything w was virtual. I think in terms of comparing San Diego to New York, I think New York did a much better job. Um, the, the videos for the most part seem to be better produced. Um, you know, there, there was one that we started watching that we didn't actually really make it a couple of minutes through just because of who the moderator was. They weren't doing a very good job, but, most cases. Yeah, just a hint for any shows out there. Do not have TV critics moderate <laughs> your shows. Well, no, because some of them were okay. Uh, the other one that they did on Doctor Who wasn't a great moderator. Like, you know who was a great moderator? The, 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 uh, the Expanse. Because mm. they, they had one of the actual Right, it was one of the cast. Yeah. Actually moderated. And there was an excitement. There mm -hmm. was even, even, um, uh, Walking Dead. Mm -hmm. The Walking Dead panel was moderated by um, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick. Thank right. you. Couldn't couldn't remember. Look, I can't remember the names. You can't pronounce them. It's a team effort here. You right know. there, we go. Um, <laughs> I would also suggest that if you are a actor who is going to be doing virtual comic conventions and stuff like that, <laughs> buy a decent camera, do the lighting in your house correctly. Because some of these guys, um, Norman Reedus, <laughs> for the love of God, man, get a better setup at home. You're, you're, you look like you're running off of a $5 webcam with a flashlight on you. Hilarious to watch, mm -hmm. uh, especially when he threw the, the mask on. The mask on, yeah. Uh, but you can do better. Right. Okay. I'll be. Give me a call. Drop me an email. I'll be happy to help you out. I'll give you some some pointers. Norman, reach out to us, I'll, please. I'll, I'll show you what lighting to have, what angles to run. I'll be more than happy to help you out. <laughs> help me help you. 
But yeah, I think the panels, I think the panels went right, much and, better. And we still didn't even get through all of them. There were still a, a bunch that, you know, we wanted to, to watch and just haven't, you know, had yeah. time. So it definitely seemed a little bit more organized. And, you know, so I don't know if it was just that they had more time to get things ready than San Diego. Um, but, you know, definitely take a look. It's on their YouTube page. You know, all the different, you know, um, uh, panels are, are there. So. All right. We'll be back in a minute with our insightful picks of the week. Go for your insightful pick. So my insightful pick is a new show that is on uh, AMC and is called Soulmates. Soulmates paints a future where science can identify your perfect match. Um, so the idea of the show, it's actually kind of interesting. No uh, two episodes um, have the same cast you know each episode is basically its own little story and basically what it is is you know sometime in the not too um you know distant future there is a company that comes out that says that you can take this uh test and they'll tell you who your your soulmate is and that you know, basically everybody, you know, in the world is, is taking this test that, you know, all the different talk shows are all talking about people that have taken the test. Uh, Soul Connection is, is the, the company out there. Um, but of course, you know, people are, are taking the test who are already with somebody and finding out that they're with the wrong person you know so to speak um so it becomes that dilemma of you know do you leave your marriage do you leave your current you know situation to go off and and find you know that other person um so again there uh there've only been two episodes so far uh it comes out uh sunday uh, sorry monday nights at, at 10 um but again very interesting because it's all these different you know dynamics the the first dynamic uh the first episode is a husband and wife and everything you know seems okay and um you know her the the wife's brother has been uh in bad relationships his whole life and all of a sudden takes the test and meets the love of his life and within two weeks they're married and she's kind of uh, you know the the wife is is kind of going back and forth of you know do i take the test do i not uh she has a friend of hers who takes it and her marriage falls apart the husband kicks her out so she goes to take the test and then decides no, I don't want to take it. And she goes and tells her husband, hey, I was going to take this test. I knew we were having issues, but I couldn't go through with it and whatever. And then the husband comes out and says, yeah, I took the test. And so it's like, oh, okay. No. But just very interesting. And and again, what what's very nice about it is not every episode you know so you don't necessarily have to watch them in order and they're all you know different storylines so very very interesting all right good pick thank you so my pick this week is not a documentary kind of right 
it is The Right Stuff, a new series on National Geographic or by National Geographic, available on Disney+. Plus. Uh, the incredible story of the early days of the U.S. space program, based on the iconic bestseller by Tom Wolfe. At the height of the Cold War, newly formed NASA selects seven of the military's best test pilots to become astronauts. Competing to become the first in space, these men achieve the extraordinary, inspiring the world to turn towards a new horizon of ambition and hope. Now, the show itself is based on the book. It's based on real-life events, but it's dramatized, so Mm -hmm. it's not a documentary. Um, It is a historical drama, we'll call it. And what... You know, we've only seen the one episode so far. Was it one or two episodes? We've only seen the one. The one. The second episode is available. We haven't mm-hmm. watched we it yet. We just haven't watched it yet. Um, what's interesting about it is you get to see sort of behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And some of this stuff is, you know, creative writing for the most part. Um, but the inspiration that happened from the moon landings and the space program and everything... All of that comes out, and that's all genuine. Uh, You see some of the historical uh, relationships that occur, like how some of these guys got selected, how they got along with each other. Mm -hmm. But I think most importantly, you see these seven astronauts who were held up to the world as heroes. Even before they did anything heroic, they were held up as heroes. But the show comes brings out the flaws that they have. You know, you see that they're just regular guys. They're, they're regular people. Um, they have extraordinary talents. They're extraordinarily brave, but they have all the same flaws, all the same insecurities, all the same weaknesses that everyone else does. And instead of bringing them down to the level of an average citizen, I think if anything, it, it, elevates everyone else to the point of you know you can do these extraordinary things even though you may not think you're an extraordinary individual um so it it offers that sense of hope and empowerment the way that the show is done so it's it's very well done uh, the acting is great the special effects uh, so far have been mm-hmm. spot on um, they haven't relied on any archival footage, which is which is kind of nice. Everything that you see is stuff that's been generated mm-hmm. for the show itself. So right. uh, that suggests how serious they are they are about the show itself. So the right stuff available now on Disney Plus, and we'll be right back. So I think that was all we had for this week. I did want to put out a quick programming note that we likely will not be podcasting next week. <gasps> we have we uh, won't. We've got something going on next week, so we probably won't be uh, available to do the podcast next week. So we're just going to take next week off. Oh, that's nice of you. Um, and that way, you know, we can we can prep to have uh, the following week. We'll be doing three podcasts. Yes. We'll be shooting our insights into tomorrow, mm-hmm. which will be a podcast on the presidential race. It should dun, dun, be dun. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. But before we go, I do want to invite folks <coughs> to uh, check out our long form articles, which I've 
neglected to write the last couple of weeks, but have to get back to it. Slacker. Uh, our long-form articles on Medium at medium.com slash insights into things. You can subscribe to our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Amazon. Uh, our podcasts go live Mondays at 8 a.m. Our video versions of our podcasts you can find as Insights into Things, and our audio podcasts you can find as Insights into Entertainment. Uh, we also uh, would love to get feedback from folks. You can email us at comments at insightsintothings.com. You can find us on Twitter at insights underscore things. We stream six days a week on Twitch at twitch.tv slash insights into things. If you are an Amazon Prime subscriber, you do get a free Twitch Prime subscription, which would help us out tremendously. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash insights into things podcast we're on instagram at insights into things we have uh audio versions of all of our podcasts at podcast.insightsintoentertainment.com and you can get high-res versions of our videos at youtube.com slash insights into things and links to everything and anything your one-stop shop at insightsintothings.com sure you got a little <laughs> violent there i'm sorry I think that was all we had. Another one in the books. Have a good week, everyone. Bye. Bye.